and he can't reach them because you won't let him reach them. I don't know what you're talking about. Stop lying to me! This, all of this, is for us. So let me handle it. What is outside of Westview? You don't want to know, I promise you. You don't get to make that choice for me, Wanda! All right, welcome back, analysis listeners. Welcome to Westview, <laughs> New Jersey, and back into the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Brittany Brown and Barry Irving. Yeah. Hey, hey. Vision and Wanda. Make Wanda Vision. What's up, guys? This is the first time you guys have ever been on the podcast together. Multiple times you guys have been on, but never in the same sit. So yeah, why don't we introduce yeah. you two to each other? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's, it's nice to meet you, Brittany. I've heard I've listened to a couple of your episodes, so this is this is nice. This is a momentous occasion. Momentous. <laughs> Same, same. I've listened to I think I think almost all of the episodes that that you've done, and I was so excited whenever Bob said we were gonna do this episode together because I was like, oh yes, I can put a name to the voice, a face. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we are combining you two, almost like superheroes coming together to create an Avengers type scenario here in a conversation because each one of you separately has come to me and said, you really should think about A, watching WandaVision on Disney Plus and B, talking about it on your podcast. And I'm not a superhero guy. And a lot of times, Barry's was a, a long time ago dubbed our superhero liaison because me and Hayes really don't participate a lot or have a lot of reference level. I'm more of the kind of keeping up with the Joneses where I watch just because it's so culturally relevant that I like to have a perspective and an opinion on it. But Barry is the guy who has read the comic books, has watched all the cartoons, is steeped in a reference level that can can help contextualize this for me. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm here. I've watched the episodes. I've watched five episodes. There's been six that have aired. But I kind of wanted to start off our conversation by just asking each one of you why you have been running to me and suggesting this and what your first impressions have been of the show so far. So we'll start with Brittany and then we'll swing it over to Barry. Sure. Um, so for me, I, I think I am probably similar to you, Bob, to an extent. Um, I'm not always super into um, the, the superhero genre, Marvel and, and the DC universe. Um, I don't, and I don't like, keep up with them all the time all the movies that come out i kind of cherry pick the ones that i want to see and uh kind of just go from there um i've probably seen more of the what's considered i think the phase three of the mcu i've seen like more films that exist within those um and i knew enough to like watch wandavision so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna check this out and i think just like the craftsmanship of this series, how the specific choices that they make, everything has a meaning. It's just a very intelligent show. And I don't think that you have to be the biggest fan of this universe to enjoy it. And something universal like that 
is just so exciting to me as a, as a viewer to watch. So that's why I was like super stoked for, for you to hopefully uh, cover it and to jump on for it. Yeah, yeah, I can piggyback off of that. Um, like as you said, I've I've got the I've got the reference as as a as a child of the '90s. I was definitely I definitely delved into like X Men and all of those things as a kid. So this the the MCU itself has sort of been kind of like a renaissance of my childhood in that aspect. So I definitely reached out like before this this series even started to be like, yeah, watch out for WandaVision. But I think I will even I will even um, go a little bit more immediate and say that I like recently reached out and, and said, hey, let's get on this episode now. Like every every show, something is happening that's like shaking the foundations. And like, this is really one of the first shows that I've gotten into where like, I'm not waiting to binge it at the end. I wanna, I wanna keep up week to week because every week something is is changing and you wanna like, you wanna be part of that conversation. So, and that's also why I sort of like reached out and was like, hey, let's get on this like before the series is over. So we can like talk about it like right now and like theorize about where it's going because there is so, there, there are so many things that are amb ambiguous and there is just so much theorizing that can go into it. Along with the fact that it just sits alongside pop culture so well with the yeah. way that the decades sort of advance. So yeah, yeah I just thought it was really, even just aside from just being like, like I said, I threw out the superhero thing before I knew about the story, before I knew about the series, but just seeing the way it's progressed, it was just like, let's talk about this because there is so much already to talk about. It's interesting because you're talking about this renaissance and you're talking about nostalgia when it comes to your connection with these characters, but then you also add an element where you've got the nostalgia of these decades and these parodies that Absolutely. Wanda is rolling through and, and, and all that, it, it could be really messy and complicated, but at this point, you just learn to trust Marvel. They're basically doing donuts at this point in terms of executing and just every almost everything that they've done to to meet an expectation level of their fan base and then bring in new fans has, has always just been really impressive to me, even if I'm not running to the material like some other people do and and some things that i like about it like you guys know that i'm this this domestic drama this this weighty themes turd and i think some things i like about this is that it's dealing with some of the tragedy and grief that they just they might not have had a lot of time for it trying to button up all the loose ends of that that Marvel Avengers universe and, and everything that they needed to get resolved with Thanos and everything. And this is kind of a more grassroots ripple effect. The, the emotional impact of what happens to a individual character. And I'm sure they could have a, a Hawkeye show and uh, all sorts of these, these kind of fringy characters of it just, what the impact of that war did to all of them. I, I think it's interesting and, and also very creative the way they're able to package it into the, the, the decade flow of Wanda's mind. You actually touched on one of the things that I really love about the show, which is going more in depth into um, how uh, a superhero or how someone with these powers um, grieves and uh, how that 
affects themselves and then also when it starts to become outward. Um, and I think that sometimes um, when we're seeing these themes in a film, sometimes we just, there's just not enough time to, to spend on just, you know, that one element of the story, um, you know, without being able to then go on and, and cover the rest that, you know, the films need to do to drive the plot forward into whatever comes after it. But I think that what is really cool about this show is that every episode kind of strips another layer and you get to see just how deep the well of her grief goes. And then you you kind of get to see how that's even starting to, you know, we're, we're seeing with every progression of these episodes, like less and less of it is staying in the fantasy aspect of it. And it's just becoming more in, in more real. Um, and so I just think that that is one of the things that I've enjoyed the most is that we're really getting to expand on, uh, you know, what happens when, you know, someone who's so powerful is hit with a very human vulnerability, like grief. I think that's so cool. You get a little bit of just I, the idea of grief at the Tony Stark funeral mm -hmm. at the end of Endgame, but it's there's just there's so much to to pack into those movies and shit. They're almost three hours anyway. You just yeah. don't have a lot of time to to wade through some of those. Yeah, just the the you can really see the ramifications of what like like Endgame, Infinity War. They were a major event obviously in the universe itself, but even just in our world, these were huge releases. So it's, it's, it's nice to just sort of kind of know that there's time being taken to sort of dwell on how, how someone can be affected by all of this, mm -hmm. which you don't really see, especially in a genre like this. And we're playing with a ton of genres. So maybe that's a good opportunity for me to transition into kind of some of our favorite episodes and sitcom parodies, uh, decade parodies here. So so Wanda, I, I don't know a ton about her power because she's not super featured and or highlighted in a lot mm -hmm. of the, the movies, but she's some sort of witch that can control minds and also create some sort of energies and force fields. But she's she's basically taken over with with these powers westview new jersey and she is mind controlling this whole town to basically lend her sugar and uh, get her ice cubes while she is is fantasizing about a life continued with her partner vision and that that sets up for a really cool hook in this show is that each each episode you're going to get a different type of parody. Do you guys have a particular time that they've spent in so far that you have uh, affection for? Well, I'll just go off of the because you mentioned her being some sort of witch. Um, her 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 superhero name in the comic books. I don't think they've ever actually referred to her as this in the movie, but her name in the comic books is the Scarlet Witch. And so I thought it was, a, I thought it was well, real cool. They can't say it because there's also Scarlet Johansson, so they can't start using the word Scarlet without confusing guys like me, right? I, I, I don't think that's, <laughs> no. I don't think Sorry. that's the reason. I totally broke but, your momentum like an ass. But, uh, 
But yeah, no, I appreciated um, the, I think it's like episode two or three where they, uh, where they riff off of the Bewitched um, mm-hmm. uh, intro. And I mean, the whole, the whole episode is kind of that era, but like specifically that intro is, is very Bewitched. I love that nod. And I'm going to keep it with the, with the intros. So maybe you guys can talk a little bit more about the eras themselves. But um, I definitely appreciated that we got a Full House-esque intro. Yeah. And uh, without getting too much into the episode that you haven't seen, Bob, I loved that the episode after we are starting to get the twin brothers to sort of develop, as well as the reveal of Wanda's brother coming back into the, to the fold, then the next episode, we get a parody of an intro of a sitcom that deals with brothers, Malcolm in the Middle. So I think yes. that would actually be my sort of, that, that was the moment I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, because I, 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 all of the others are sort of kind of obvious. I wasn't really expecting Malcolm in the Middle. So it was really cool to see. That's, uh, that is also my favorite. It's my favorite theme song. It's so fun. Like as soon, it's so funny because my my best friend he usually watches them because they drop I think at midnight and I don't typically watch them until Friday evening, and he had already watched it. And he was like, "You and I are going to really appreciate this week's episode," and then we got to it because we love that show and it was just, oh, it was so good. That that one was also my favorite episode just because I was very excited about her brother coming into it who is her brother, um, like those things, you know, without going too much into depth about it is, it was just, it was super fun. And also, you know, things are, uh, yeah, things are really about to hit the fan. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I liked, yeah. I liked the one with the magic show and he eats the gum and they keep cutting to the cartoon of the gears in his body getting torn up with this gum and it's this really hammy wait play for the laughs winking mm-hmm. out at the camera I, I don't know specifically what show that's trying to parody in that given moment but i love that i i think every episode gives you a little something and you get the dinner party with the boss what what does the heart mean yeah uh, i i think it's it's it is really good yeah family ties definitely towards the end and then but they they do start to fade out of that and you're getting kind of half and half in the behind the curtain the quote real world where you've got the the agents trying to to get in or communicate with her and I thought that was a pretty cool episode as well not necessarily a parody theme but when she comes through that force field with the drone and she's got the accent back on we're we're back into character it's like oh okay she's an anti-hero like this is definitely like she's torturing these people and that leaves you a little conflicted as well right I think it's going to be also interesting just to see because it's like obviously she has this this huge amount of power. I know that we're not necessarily at, you know, talking about theories yet, but she's not the only one, I think, who is uh, at play here. I think that there's a bigger force here. Oh, I think we can get into theories then. Barry, are you good to get into theories? Yeah, let's do it. So you think that she's not the only one controlling these people and that there is a bigger force at play. Tell me more. Yeah. So I think, well, first off, they they show us, and I can't remember which episode it is. They show us footage of her seemingly breaking into the facility and stealing Vision's body. 
But I don't think she did break in. I think she is breaking them out because we don't know, as far as I remember, I don't think we know what's happened to her between his funeral and these events that are taking place because I know this is kind of supposed to be a bridge into phase four of the MCU. So I kind of think, because we don't have, they didn't show us imagery of her breaking into the facility itself. It's just her once she's in there. So I think that she was breaking them out. I also think, and I and I believe this is probably something that's very commonly know, known if you are a comic fan, that there, I think that there is some, there's, you know, Mephisto. I also think that Catherine Hahn's character, I think, has a little bit more to do with it. She seems to be one of the only characters in here who can kind of, quote unquote, break character. And... <laughs> We just, like, we see it and, and Wanda sees it but doesn't do anything. But whenever, you know, Monica, whenever she made it apparent and, you know, brought up Ultron, she, like, expelled her. She was like, you know, yeah. get the fuck out. But she didn't do, she's never done that to Agnes in the couple of times where she's, like, been in on whatever this universe is. And she's still there. I, I think that there are theories that she is... Um, Oh, um, Harkness. Um, I'm not super oh, familiar with that bunch of uh, comic character. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are some weird needle drops with especially Catherine Hahn where, yeah, she'll especially the one where it's, do you really want me to not engage with the babies? I thought we're off yeah, script like, now. Do you, or, it's yeah, this do you, weird, you want us to take it back? <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, you want us to take it back. It's, it's, it's me getting directed by my directors and, and totally being out of the moment for for most of the time I'm in rehearsal, right? But it's, yeah, that there was that, that weird moment. There was the weird moment at the fence, the fence line with Vision in a, in a different episode with, with the outsider. And yep. yeah, so that, that's really interesting. I think she fits into this show really well because, and oh. she's just in her career. She's, she's, she's done all sorts of different movies, but you know, she was even in Revolutionary Road as the neighbor yes. of DiCaprio and them. So she like definitely yes. has that like 50s or 60s housewife vibe. She plays that really well. But uh, Barry, do you have something to add to what Brit Britney's yeah, I can, I, can, I can jump in with a, with a little bit of uh, comic info. Um, Catherine Hahn's character in the show, her name is Agnes. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of Easter eggs that have happened that seem to point toward um, Agnes actually being a character from the comic books named Agatha Harkness, where if you take okay. the beginning and the end of that name, it's, it's sandwiching the full name, Agnes, Agatha Harkness. Hmm. And Agatha Harkness was like an original witch, like from like the Salem witch trial. And yeah. there's, there's, there's a point where she talks about her husband, Ralph dying. And I think the date yeah. that she mentions is actually like when the Salem witch trial started. So it signs seem to be pointing toward that character for Agnes. And I guess as far as like, theories are concerned um in the comic books agnes our Ag harkness was i believe an agent for mephisto who for for those who don't know is like the the essentially an equivalent of the devil to marvel comics he's like a guardian of like a realm that is known as hell i think it's like one of many types of hell realms but um so yeah so there's definitely and there's a few other little other tidbits that like I think there's like some some lines where they talk about um, um, the devils in the doing. There's they mm -hmm. they 
there's a little, there's a few things. I honestly think it personally, just with how these storylines have kind of developed in the past, a lot of, a lot of like, they have certainly taken inspiration from certain arcs from the comic books, but they will often sort of grow them out organically and not do a carbon copy of what happens in the comic book. They will just sort of use a general conflict or a general like name of a storyline and sort of do their version of it and build it out from the characters that they have and the conflicts that can, can arise from the characters that they have. So with that, I honestly, perfectly personally, I think the, the Mephisto references might be a red herring. I don't think Ooh. Mephisto is actually going to be, I don't think it's gonna lead to sort, to sort of like this big bad Mephisto storyline, but I do feel like this Agatha Harkness is going to, my, my personal theory, um, there's an, there was an announcement from Kevin Feige that, that um, this story will directly lead into the next Doctor Strange film, yeah. which is uh, the, the, the Multiverse of Madness. And we've also got uh, the Spider-Man movie that's supposed to be released around the same time as that. And there are some unconfirmed rumors that um, older versions of Spider-Man are going to be in this movie, like Tobey Maguire and mm -hmm. Andrew Garfield will be along, will somehow get incorporated into this movie. So I think that like, this is definitely, we're definitely exploring Wanda's powers. And I think that the multiverse is going to be incorporated in somehow. And I do think that like, we, we got, we got um, a little bit of information that like there's been, that basically WandaVision kind of starts up around three weeks after um, Endgame. And so I guess my, my theory <laughs> is that I think that like Doctor Strange appointed or sent Wanda to Agnes to sort of learn how to use her powers. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, Bob, um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of Wanda but we we know that she can she can speak into people's minds and she can she can use some sort of like telekinesis at times but we're all we're also in the process of the show we're seeing all of these new more expanded powers get fleshed out my sort of theory is that at some point before the beginning of WandaVision Agnes or Harkness was showing Wanda how to use these powers and something, whether it was compiled by the grief that she hadn't completely processed, something just went berserk. Maybe they were in the town of Westview when this happened hmm. and the, whatever, whatever this inciting event happened just enveloped this whole town and, that, and now we're just unplugging all of that. And I do think it's gonna somehow segue into this story involving Doctor Strange and the multiverse. We've seen, we've pulled a Quicksilver from a different universe. Like the Quicksilver, Evan Peters is Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men yeah, X-Men. So he's not actually, like Evan Peters didn't, Aaron Taylor play, Johnson. didn't yeah. play um, Elizabeth Olsen's brother, Aaron Taylor Johnson did. So so I think that it's it's going to lead to some sort of exploration of this multiverse, exploration of Wanda's powers um, branching out. Okay. Well, then where does Vision come into, I guess she just 
so you're saying she did break in and steal vision because it's this grief that's not being processed and not, I guess you're, you're in Britney's theories are kind of clashing a little bit. Cause she's, hers is kind of this escape plot where Westview is kind of built as a halfway house almost, or a safe house. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> can, I, can, yeah. can I just say as somebody from the outside looking in, I'm, I'm one of the people looking inside of Westview trying to figure out what's happening in there. Like, like our friends at the monitor, but just the, these ideas of multiverses, it really seems like a very convenient plot device for this. It's just like, yeah, we're going to go and c completely create, you're going to probably see eventually a new Captain America. Uh, that's not to say the old Captain America didn't exist, but it's a, it's a different multiverse. And it happens all the time, whether Star Trek did it, or obviously there was the the Superman or the Spider-Man movie with with the with the multiverse, but it's just a really if you could get to multiverse, it really is a a nice device to to help you move your story along and create new plot lines as well. Yeah, it it is. It's like one of those things where I usually and my roommate knows this because she watches a lot of um the like DC shows that are on the CW. Um and she knows that like one of the things that like annoys me is like when they can like either like turn turn back time or then all of like these universes are folding in on themselves. And usually I'm just like the first I was just like, yeah, this so convenient. But for some reason, I think it's probably because of how well Marvel actually ex executes it to where it's like, oh, I'm I'm so on board and I'm so excited for the prospect of potentially the three Spider-Mans that I've lived through in my lifetime possibly being all in the same film. Like that's very exciting to me. So you know what it reminds me of? It's so we used to play the six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. And I had a friend yeah. who everyone hated when he played this game because he would <laughs> always use oceans 11. Like no matter what he did, he always had oceans 11 as part of his bridge. And we said, just, is it is it fun for you to still do it with Ocean? Like, you know what? From now on, you're not allowed to use Ocean's Eleven. And the multiverse is like the Ocean's Eleven here, where it's just like if you can get to if you could get to Ocean's Eleven, you're gonna connect the bridge. If you could get to multiverse, you could really reset the deal and and be completely fine in terms of the logic of the plot. But anyway, that's just me. No, I I I, I hear I definitely hear that, and I'm I'm personally I'm a little cautious when we're when we're treading into this territory just because it, it does kind of just seem like this like like you said like this can like this uh convention of convenience almost where it's just you can, and that and that's also part of why like i think that there is more to evan peters than simply just being just simply wanda pulled quicksilver from the fox universe and now the, like I, I I don't think it's gonna be quite that straightforward. Like a lot of people are thinking, yeah. oh, Quicksilver's in now. Now Hugh Jackman can pop up at any moment. I don't think it's gonna be that simple. Um, I but, agree. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like. I, I just just I, and I know that like Marvel will like a lot of times Marvel will like think that will make you think that they're giving you something and they're giving you something completely different so I think mm -hmm. I definitely think there's going to be more to it yeah I also just because you had mentioned it I also like wasn't fully sure if I was on board that that is 
actually Quicksilver. I don't know, like it just felt weird. Again, not to like, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Bob, but there is like spoil a away, scene. I don't care. There's like a, a moment when he's talking to Wanda and he's like, oh yeah, so how'd you do it? He's so interrogative. It just kind of felt like, I don't know if you're actually, I, I don't know, like I came kind of a theory that like, maybe he was like sent in to try and get information. It just seemed kind of kind of weird uh. that he would be asking, well, how did you do it? Like, theoretically, he is and isn't her brother. So it's like, he also is aware of like the, the powers that she has. It just seemed kind of interesting that he, that he was asking. I could be totally wrong and reading too much into it, but I also kind of like the idea that like, maybe he isn't fully like the Quicksilver that you know if you've seen, you know, Fox's X-Men. Um, it yeah. just seemed very um, interesting timing. So yeah, now that we're dealing with X-Men, I will say that uh, popular fan theorist and also dog walker of my dog Gaston Ricardo shout out to Gaston listener of the show uh did tell me that in some other comic book universe Wanda and her brother are both illegitimate children of Magneto and that is correct yes so if we're yes. dealing with X-Men shape-shifting potentially could the brother be like a mystique type character that can take the form of somebody Ooh. If we're doing that, I don't know. I'm see that's why Barry's way better at the fan theory than I am. But <laughs> well, it would I started with X Men and everything is on the table. I think it would it would probably have to I don't I'm I definitely would not discount being her I would would not discount the brother being a shapeshifter, but I don't think it would be like I don't think it would have to like I think that would be something separate than like Magneto or I I think it would be mystique like i think it would be some sort of shapeshifter impersonating her brother um on on that on on the while we're still talking about quicksilver though he does like mention his death in the mcu like he mentions like chasing yes. after something and getting shot okay. which is how aaron taylor johnson died so that right there gives you enough to know that like this isn't just Fox Quicksilver. This there's yeah. there's something because he has Aaron Taylor Johnson's memories and he knows Wanda's background, Wanda's Sokovian background, which isn't a part of those movies. So there's something more to Quicksilver than we're getting for sure. Okay, let's hope yeah. he doesn't have Aaron Taylor Johnson's memories of the Godzilla remake that he made. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, you had something to say, Brittany? No, I was just going to, since we were kind of like on their familial connection, I also just love the detailing in the commercials, um, just because oh, yeah. you, they can kind of seem like, well, I, I like that like they fit within the, the MCU universe, but whenever you look at each of the commercials it's also like de like there's details in it a little bit of things that have happened to wanda or things that happened to her parents mm. um and i and i are those think her parents that, that are frequently like doing the couple ads do you think? i believe so because they utilize oh. the same the same the actors same two actors so i yeah. yeah so um i just again this show is just so it's so layered and and smartly so. It's just, um, and yeah. I just really appreciated that level of of detail to even something that you would think maybe is like minute as a commercial interaction. 
doesn't necessarily yeah. exist. And it's just easy to be like, oh, it's just like, cool, it's tying in other things like, you know, from Stark Industries and stuff like that. But it's like, no, actually, there seems it's very purposeful, even in the commercial breaks that it's tied to Wanda's personal experience. Yeah, that's why it's it lends itself well to the once a week instead of a, a, a dump and binge to Barry's point, you can really watch it first and then you're going back in you're dissecting all of the little choices and the little subliminals and, and all that stuff and it gives fans the a lot of material to get on the, the chat boards that are yeah i i really agreed with what you said barry about um you really wanted to take it week by week and that's how i felt too and i think that i had read like some people when it first started they were like oh the show feels so slow and it's just like no I think people you're just getting too used to the immediacy of having like an entire season dropped in your laps and being able to watch it in like one sitting if you want to but nothing about this show feels slow this is like how I want to view like like I want to watch this week to week and like have to wait like the anticipation of every week of getting to watch it is so exciting and so it's just like no i would actually prefer this over to binge it all also i cannot even imagine trying to watch all of these episodes in one sitting like i think my brain would overload yeah there's too much to unpack yeah truly any last before we button up here any last easter eggs that you have barry any last types of important information that i should know as we journey into the back half of this season and then obviously you guys will come back and we can unpack all of what happens at the end of this. but <laughs> yes. any last any last observations you have bear um maybe not necessarily like things that you need to know but um you mentioned magneto um i thought it was cool the moment when Wanda does step back into the real world and you've got the uh, sword agents with their guns pointed and she when she mm -hmm. exits she gets them all to turn back on Hayward that moment gave me huge Magneto vibes so I definitely like I definitely think these the, the parents in the commercials are some sort of representation of the, the 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 couple that raised her but I'm hoping it can be some sort of like adoptive parent situation and that at some point even if it's not directly from wandavision that this does sort of lead to magneto being her biological father shout out to gaston ricardo he's pumping his fist right now walking them dogs i love it <laughs> Brittany, anything yes. left from you i know we kind of mentioned it but yeah Catherine hahn fits into every era of the show like a glove i just i've always <laughs> been in in love with her but she just she has like some of the best writing and I just think that she really knows how to take like even if she's only in two minutes of the whole episode you remember everything that that she's yeah. done on the screen and I just uh really really appreciated a nuanced performance like that from her in something like this which is not necessarily something I would have thought she would have done oh, well she's mm -hmm. done almost everything she's done Adam McKay wacky drama. She's like a bit part yeah. in Anchorman. She's done, like mm -hmm. I said, she's done Step Brothers, but then she's done Sam Mendes' like, bedroom dramas. So it's just, yeah, she's really capable of doing a lot. And you need a versatile actor to be able to be a regular player in all these different scenarios and, and different parodies. So yeah, I, I've really been appreciating that performance as well. And I, I really, really like Paul uh, Bettany and just 
the, the way he feels you, you feel so at home with him and definitely like a character but like while doing his same character that he had in the mcu also fitting into these different genres very well I, i've just been appreciating his performance oh especially like whenever he it must be so fun to play a character like that where it's like he gets to live in the fantasy but then after like this the second episode or so there are just these little moments where he's just he's kind of like having a, a truman show revelation where he's just yeah. like this like something isn't right here and then when he has to do call the the get out technique where he like is getting into their brains to see like their actual consciousness and like what's happening to them it, and like how he's like overcome with like what like where the fuck am i like what is happening and you know into what happens to him in the the latest episode um yeah he's really uh putting in a lot of work and i'm i'm excited that he gets to do it because I know, or at least from what I've seen of him in the in the films, you know, this is different than, you know, Matisse ever to, to dive into. And um, Truman Show is so a good way cool. to say that, where when he takes, especially when he takes over, or he releases that guy from his spell for a minute when they're at the office. That was yeah. a really cool scene. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Barry? No, just excited to see where it goes. Um, speaking of Paul Bettany, he mentioned that there's supposed to be a big cameo at some point, and I don't think it was Quicksilver, so I think there's gonna be another big entrance at somewhere before we're before we're done here. So that'll be something to look out for. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I'm so excited about that. I'm also just intrigued about like Monica in general. I just feel like there's more to unpack with her as well. Just excited. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Very fun trying to tackle all of the many different layers of this show. Hopefully some of these theories start to become more clear. I'm sure they will. And thank you all the analysis listeners for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Treat each other with respect. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.